Hey guys, welcome to our newest episode of Untucked. Today we're going to talk about a survey that was recently conducted by Fidelity, which attempts to understand the different things different generations look for um, when considering or contemplating hiring a financial advisor. And then we're going to talk about a list of things men should not wear. And then our top five is the most versatile things. Thanks for listening. The opinions expressed on this podcast are our own, and they do not reflect the opinions or views of FC Advisory, the Financial Coach Group, or the New Wealth Project. Nothing discussed on this podcast should be interpreted as investment advice. Welcome to episode 83 of Untucked. This is Megan. And Mike. This is Jeff. So a seven-day weather forecast can accurately predict the weather about 80% of the time. And a five-day forecast can accurately predict the weather approximately 90% of the time. However, a 10-day, it's 50-50. Well, when you say accurate, what are the, I mean, obviously there's like, it's not to the degree. It's not to the exact amount. Because then it's like, oh, 60% chance of rain four days from now. If it doesn't rain, were they right or wrong? Wrong. Okay. I got, you seemed very <laughs> sure of that answer. Uh, when I read it, I was like, like when I did this, the, the research on this fun fact, mm-hmm. I was kind of like shocked, like, wow, like, it seems like the weather forecasts are actually more accurate than we think they are, or at least that's what this fact is telling me. And then when I thought about it, I'm like, I think they are right a lot more than we give them credit for. Okay. Who doesn't give them credit? (laughs) I mean, there's like sayings about how poor weather predictions are. I mean, it's probably the only job where you can be wrong more than you're right. There's the there's the line, right? <laughs> but I don't think that's true. I mean, there's okay. it, like every day they have to make a prediction, and I, I I think like in most scenarios they're right. Like if they say it's going to be sunny, it's usually sunny. If they say it's going to rain, it usually rains. I'm pretty sure it's by now. It's really easy to predict like a day out. If we're it's we're be... not discussing how easy it is, Mike. <laughs> well, they're not actually the ones even doing it, right? There's... That was another part the of the fun fact. It. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. I mean, I have more weather facts. If you guys are not <laughs> happy with that one, so I read somewhere, probably on Twitter, and don't ask for much more than what I'm going to say, that when this when the prediction is. 60% chance of rain in my location is Exton, Pennsylvania. That it does not mean there's a 60% chance it's going to rain in Exton. There's a 100% chance it's going to rain in 60% of Exton. Dude. If we were on like uh, TV, I don't know. they would have had to put the mind-blown <laughs> emoji right next to my face as she said that. I don't know if that's what? true. What? <laughs> I mean, that's a good fun fact if it's true. If it's true. 
But then, I mean... There's a 100% chance it's going to rain in 60%. In 60% of the location There's you're no way that's accurate. Think about it, though. How <laughs> exact many... accuracy on the percentage in the area? But think no about way. how so, many times you're talking to your friend who lives 10 minutes away, and it's like, oh, we, we're getting rain here. <laughs> so why don't they, instead of putting in a zip code... Have it like drop a pin, and then there you go. Wouldn't that be a little bit more relevant to like the person? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we should make one of our <laughs> topics somewhere around weather and weather prediction because I think there's a lot that has a lot of legs. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> All right. I think I'm busy for that one. <laughs> um, is the only sport we care to talk about Sixers, or do we have anything? Flyers are done. Phils took a tough loss last night. They're now eleven and thirteen, so two games under five hundred. So I guess we're talking about the Phils. They're starting to kind of find their groove, and then I think it's going to be like a freaking switch when Bryce is back in the lineup. Like thirteen game win streaks. Um, I'm streaks. I'm saying. Oh. Yeah, I just feel like he's kind of the glue on this team. So that's just my 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 thought process. Okay. Eagles draft days tomorrow, dude. Oh. Yeah, the NFL draft is tomorrow night. Wow. I didn't know that. I mean, I don't know anything about college football, so this isn't a topic I Neither do I, but people are amped up for tomorrow night, man. Anyone watching the NHL playoffs? (laughs) (sighs) I tried to last night, and then then basketball came on, so I I, I didn't care. Leafs. Leafs. Leafs Every series. series is so good. So good. Is this still the first round? Yeah. Okay. We rather than waste our time and our listeners' times, maybe you and Owen can do a podcast specifically <laughs> on playoff hockey. Because you guys just get geeked up about it. Because it's worth getting geeked up about. It's that good. Anyway, go ahead, Meg. Sixers. <laughs> well, the Sixers are the only team to sweep in the first round. Um their opponent is still to be determined because the Celtics and Hawks are playing game six this week. Yeah, Celtics lost in a Yeah. In a in a heartbreaker last night. Yeah. Um obvious like the big thing is Joe's health. He has a strained LCL. Don't know much more than that. They're saying he'll be very likely be ready to go, but he'll be in a brace and I mean Rest, I think, is the biggest help to it at this point. So the fact that they swept and the Celtics-Hawks series is getting extended is good for Joe and the Sixers. But they're likely, very likely, going to be playing the Celtics next, which is, you know, has been the best team in the East, one of the best teams in the East all year. So it'll be it'll be a tough, tough matchup. And with Joe not being 100%, it hurts. You attending any? I am. I'm attending game four, so the second home game. Yeah. Which hopefully it's uh, not the game that they got. <laughs> right. Boston's the higher seed. That's yeah, right. so it's two in Boston, and then they come back to Philly. Two, three, or two, two, one, one, one. Why do I just sit here shaking my head? Because Joe's hurt again? Yeah. Yeah. It's like wildly frustrating to me. If the guy can't make it physically to an NBA Finals, what good is he? I hate to say it like that because it's being very 
harsh and very dramatic, but yeah. there is some, like some truth underlining in that statement when I say it. Like, if you cannot physically make it through the playoffs and the championship series, you're useless to us. Because I don't care if you get the MVP and they win 65 games. I just don't give a shit if you can't win the championship. But isn't at this point in any professional sports season the biggest variable is health? Like, yes. our experience yes. is Joe's, right? And and I know, I completely echo your frustrations. But, like, this is a risk every single team runs. The team that wins is the healthiest at the end. They're not the best. They're not the best roster. They're not the best coach. They have the most pieces who have stayed healthy for the longest period of time. And there is, like, so much luck involved in that. So much luck. And the NBA has deliberately, like, so, like, the NBA starts before the NHL. They play the same number of regular season games and four rounds of playoffs, all that. Um, And they finish... Uh, after the mm-hmm. NHL. So the load management mm-hmm. concept, they, like the NBA is like all over it. They try their best yeah. to keep people put, healthy. Yeah, you know, put more days of rest between games during the regular season and all that too. So, um, but it's, you're right, Mike, it doesn't matter. This is a grind. Like every, these two sports in particular are, in football, are grinds, right? They're, there's so much that's out of your control and injuries are killers if they happen to the wrong people. Anything else? Want to jump into Coach's Corner? Let's do it. Sure. So today we are going to talk about a tweet we came across from Samantha Russell. Samantha um, tweeted a graphic that uh, was from a white paper recently published by Fidelity. The white paper covered a lot of ground, but what we want to focus on today is the differences in serving different generations, specifically Generation Y and Generation Z, compared to boomers. Um, The graphic itself kind of, I'll say, categorized the types of things those groups of people may or may not be looking for in a financial advisor. So I'll read Samantha's tweet. Her tweet said that this new generation does not want a financial advisor. They want a life coach with a side of financial planning and investment advice. And then the graphic they shared indicates that younger generations value holistic wealth planning, um, which they've defined by certain categories, helping you achieve overall life goals, peace of mind and financial planning. And then there's the investment or portfolio management component, which the point they're trying to make is that compared to boomers who prefer a advisor who does investment and portfolio management, younger generations are in theory looking for, I'll say more or a different level of service, different type of service. I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, where I didn't necessarily agree with it, but I didn't do a survey like Fidelity, is that this next generation is ranking investment and portfolio management as their kind of their number one priority based upon the percentages in this tweet. Right, right. Managing the money was 32%. Mm-hmm. Achieving goals was 29% or 28%. So yeah. it's still, and I just don't agree with that. Like, you don't agree with what she took from it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and just from my experience, like, personally, I focus more on the financial planning stuff with my advisor, and I care way more about the financial planning stuff than I do about 
in the investment management. And maybe that's a function of my understanding of investment management and I'm 45 and I don't even care to look at this stuff for another 20 years. I just want to let it go, let it grow, be as aggressive as possible. I don't care what funds you use. And I and just maybe because I know a little bit about it. Sure. But I would have to guess, and you deal with more of the younger demographic than I do. Um, but it seems like all of the financial planning stuff is a greater concern to them than like the timing of what we're going to buy. And are we moving in and out of, of Bitcoin or should we, you know, um, eliminate an international holding? It's more about how do we pay for college? How much should I save? Do I have enough to retire? Um, should I buy or lease this car? Like, I think I would have to guess it's more for, for that demographic. It's more about those other questions I just mentioned rather than investment management. Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say, although I think a lot of those things are not, and maybe some of them are, but a lot of that stuff isn't maybe things people are thinking about. So what I mean by that is often what gets people in the door is I don't understand what to do with my 401k or I inherited a brokerage account from so-and-so. What do I do with it? So. I think the financial planning, while it's critically important and people through processes learn that they should be asking certain questions, a lot of the times, in my experience at least, it's not typically what gets them engaged with an advisor. There's often an investment-related question or concern in their mind that leads them here. And then the discussion broadens and they realize, oh shit, I have a lot of other questions in a lot of other areas. But... That's maybe my, and I mean, I'm agreeing with you, Jeff, like there's a lot of other things that they think about and are worried about, but oftentimes the initial concern as to why they engage with a professional is investment related. You're dead right. You're dead right. Absolutely. That initial, it's, I got an inheritance. Yeah. Uh, we want to sell a house. What do we do with the money? Yeah. I'm leaving this company. What do I do with my old 401k? And then when you have the discussion, well, yeah, we do manage money. That's kind of a a small part of what we do. Let me tell you what else we do. And it's like, oh my God, you're right. There yeah. are a lot of decisions I have to make. And I think they do grow into understanding. It's more about the financial planning and the investment stuff is easy. Totally. Yeah, I think, I, I guess my, I would say it's hard to, when you, when you say to somebody, investment or portfolio management, financial planning, other categories, it's hard to know what they think that means because it's just a phrase. So, for example, I would I would say the they're saying the boomers here it, they value the the thing they value the most is investment and portfolio management. And Jeff, you're saying that's probably too high relative to some other stuff, and probably it is. But I I would say that a lot of people probably think that all of the things around the money, their money, withdrawing money, when and where from my IRA, from my from where. Like that part of it in their minds probably is investment management, portfolio management. It's not just the stock picking or fund picking or whatever. So I feel like that's that makes sense to me as to why that would be basically half fifty percent of the of the this poll was was saying that those the boomers value that um, to that extent because I think that that's such a large piece of what you're doing with them at that stage of of their lives is planning for this stuff and executing on it not just the in actually investing in it but figuring out um 
how they're going to pay for things, like where it comes from and that sort of thing. That's all. Which is the opposite for a younger yeah. person, right? Those types of questions aren't even on their mind yet, which would make sense why they would maybe gravitate in this, if they have to pick among these, you know, things they're looking for, why you might gravitate towards, oh, certainly I want peace of mind or mm-hmm. I want to build a financial plan because I have 50 grand in my 401k. Like it, it's just, it's not that it's unimportant, but it's not as consequential. I didn't really think about it like that. That makes sense. And peace of mind is a bad phrase, I feel like, in this poll. It should be it should be rephrased to something like confidence in my professionals that are that I'm working with. Like that's like how important is that for you? And that's that should be I mean, that should be probably the same for both groups, I would say, but um peace of mind is kind of a weird phrase. When the boomer demographic comes to see us, it's fifty fifty to me. 50% of them come in and they're like, really like their main priority is investments and what's your philosophy and what's your, what's like, how do you manage money and what do you charge on that money? And the other half are, we need a plan. Mm-hmm. And maybe even tilts a little bit more to the, to the latter where more people come in. We, we just, we need a plan. Yeah. Or we're really disorganized and we need right. some help with all that. Yeah. But there, there's the other half, I feel like, that come in and it's all about the money and because they're so conditioned because they're the older demographic, they're conditioned that that was the only value proposition people had was 1% to manage your money. And thankfully, the industry has, at least some of the industry has shifted to that's, again, that's the easy piece. Like it's not difficult to manage money. It's not super easy, but there's so many more complexities with your plan that should be addressed and should be perfected and should be optimized. Um, and I think that, that that's not in the, in the view of a lot of the boomers that we see. Sure. I have a little bit of like beef with, maybe that's not the right word. The way she says like they want a life coach. Like, I know that the things that we talk through with people are a lot. There's a lot, right? There's a huge, um, you know, there's variety. There's a huge, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like just the types of things that we talk with, but like life coach. Right. It's not like, should I take this job or that job? And like, walk me through this. Like, that's not right. I, I guess I struggle with like, and I mean, there are elements of a lot of decisions, obviously that impact finances. I understand that, but I guess I kind of feel like life coach is too big of an umbrella for financial planners to like be under. I think it falls under what we do though. You know, and people bitch about what we charge some people, you know, like, (laughs) you know, they hate the AUM model and all that crap, but it's not, I mean, I have story after story of client that has called and said, I'm going to take, you know, I was offered a position at this, at this other job. It's 30 grand less, but I think I'm like going to be much happier there. Like, what do you think I should do? That doesn't fall under like my job description, but there is money involved. Yeah. And we know, I mean, a lot of, of, of the information around this person or this couple. I mean, how many conversations are we in? How many meetings are, I mean, 
I haven't even talked to you about this yet, Jan, or I haven't even talked to you about this yet, Bob. And there's tissues and there's tears and there's like, and there's arguments and there's fights. Like we're in the middle of a lot of it. Yeah. And people that don't understand what we do don't get it. They don't understand there's investment management, there's financial planning, there's emotional coaching, there's handholding, there's, you know, we're trusted advisors for big, big decisions that they have to make. And if it's not health related, they, like they don't come to us with their health because they know we can't handle that. Yeah. But there's a lot of other tax, like, and they yeah. lean on their accountants for a lot of this stuff too. But we know more than the accountants. We know more, like the accountants don't know how much money they have. They get 1099s. They get tax documents. They have no idea. We're talking about their kids and their grandkids and it's their dogs. Like it's crazy. <laughs> No, you're right. I mean, I'm like thinking about how I walk back what I said because you're right. <laughs> we end up being life coaches as yeah. as much as you may not want to Maybe admit it. Maybe I just it. hate the phrase. It's a stupid yeah, yeah. phrase. Yeah. <laughs> it's a stupid phrase. Yeah. But we're like conciliaries for all of our clients. Dude. Like They look at us as these trusted advisors that isn't just about the money. A lot of the stuff comes down to money. Yeah. Right. And we know like that's what most people fight about. Right. It's it's sex, it's money, it's relationships. And we're at the center of that. Um, I kind of enjoy that part of our job. I, I really do appreciate. And it's well documented that like when people say, hey, I want to pick your brain. Like it makes you it, it, it puffs you up. It makes you feel good about yourself that people really trust you and want your opinion on something. Um but when you know a lot about someone's life, yeah, that, I mean, you're the person they're going to go to and ask. So life coach is a stupid term, but that kind of coaching is absolutely what we do. Yeah. And no, we right. get paid for it and we deserve it. And, you know, if you don't want to do that, then fine. Go pay a CFP for $150 an hour to ask them if you should do a Roth conversion. <laughs> like... <laughs> Right, or if I can t- if I can afford to take this other job, and they'll run a freaking model for you in an hour or two, and it means absolutely nothing. Has there ever been a podcast where you haven't said Roth conversion on it? At least once. <laughs> if I didn't say Roth conversion, I said Social, social Security, Security planning. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I think it's an interesting topic to see what people value. Um, I think it's a good. Um, survey because if if it's seen it gets people starting to think about all right maybe this isn't just all about investment management like what else is out there yeah okay good on that good yeah so now we're just going to go to a a silly topic (laughs) the author of this article which is called things a man should never wear is john lafay he enlisted his instagram followers to come up with this list and we just decided to talk about it i broke it into a couple different categories like things i agreed with things i disagreed with and things that i said like what's wrong with this (laughs) right so like so there's 40 things on the list right i don't i don't i didn't categorize all 40 okay yeah but like as an example there's things like the first one on the list i'm just gonna say cargo shorts right Uh, uh, agree okay no man should wear most people right right right. Okay. okay go ahead like and if you're not a carpenter don't even put cargo pants on yeah. yeah. Although cargo pants are very in for women right now, but I feel like that's different. With you? But we're yeah. talking about men. <laughs> yeah. Right? So my agree with, like off the bat, no doubt about it, you can't argue with me on it. Cargo pants, turtlenecks, pro sports jerseys, 
deep V neck, deep V neck t-shirts and noticeable cologne. Like absolutely no nos. Yeah, I think I'm with you. The pro sports jersey, the caveat is with another another man's name on the back of it. Um, I, I, I say, you, and I you and I'm with you just on the jersey in general. In but general. but which is funny because you go to any game, Thousands. and that's all it is. And if your name's on the back of it, you well, should that's be burned alive. Yeah, that that's a new um, that's a North Jersey phenomenon, is by it? the way. Yeah. So what I disagree with, like backwards hats or flat brim, I, I think it's totally fine for a man to wear a backwards hat. It's like, what's wrong? Like guys can't wear backwards hats? Um, there's an age limit, I think, on I that. I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. I think over a certain age, it's a, it's a no. Statement socks? You can't wear graphic socks? <laughs> you love a statement sock. I don't hate them. <laughs> I'm not wearing statement socks today. Just like, you know, two colors. Yeah. Like, I, I really? Don't. Statement socks are like, out. Sneakers with a suit? You're not, you're not David Beckham. I mean, right? I understand, but like, I think there's a lot of guys can that can pull off sneakers with a suit, especially African American men. They look even, they look great in them. But white dudes, yeah, yeah, it's it's hit or miss. But there's a lot of white dudes that can pull it off. It depends on the sneaker. Sure. Yeah, I'm not talking about like New Balances. No, I know, but like the the choice, the combination matters. So I. I agree with that one generally. Yeah, a lot of people are critical of that look because it's 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 on TV and you know a lot of sports uh, shows and and panels and such. A lot of people are very Anti- down on that one. If you if you put it together correctly, I think it's totally yeah. acceptable. There was a point in time where like dudes were getting married in sneakers, mm. and their groomsmen were also wearing sneakers, and it was a terrible time. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Bow ties without a tuxedo, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. No-brainer. Yeah, agreed. Um, jewelry, yes. No man should wear more jewelry than his wedding band if he has one. But they said cufflinks are acceptable. And in my opinion, cufflinks are absolutely not acceptable. Ever. I mean, no. Hmm. It just is It's such a Gordon Gecko look. And it just, I, I'm, I'm so grossed out by it. Like, I associate cufflinks with Merrill Lynch. What about... Yeah, I, I, I see that. I mean, yeah. they've gotten, like, less formal, though. Like, people yes. get, you know, like, Flyers cufflinks or Eagles cufflinks. I had Eagles cufflinks, but they're still, <laughs> like, it's still... A little tacky. Yeah, it's still yeah. a little tacky. I get yeah. All right, so curious on this one. The Country Club logo golf shirts where you're not a member. No. You're out? You can't wear them. Okay. It's like name dropping in on a right. form yeah, of a shirt. Right. I get it. What's wrong with short sleeve button down shirts? Like if with, I go to the bar like at with, the beach and I have like a graphic short sleeve button down shirt, like a Johnny O. Like what's wrong? With oh, that? I'm picturing like five pencils in the pocket and a calculator no No, not like a work one no maybe that's what they're referring to like that you would wear to work with a tie yeah Yeah, that's that's a bad look look. no i think what you're describing yeah 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 shirt is fine hoodies yeah i was a little surprised by hoodies i don't know i said unless weather permits (laughs) like when else would you wear a hoodie like when it's 80 degrees outside right I don't, I don't have beef with hoodies. No. I'm going to wear a hoodie when I'm 85, dude. Yeah. Maybe go crew neck at that point. Maybe that's the point. Like, get rid of the hood. 
No. <laughs> I'm going to have the hood. I thought it was on point for most. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend. So t- what are Tevas? Tevas? Those are like the sandals that are straps. Okay. So Steven owns three of those four. Stop it. <laughs> They're the, the Jesus sandals? He doesn't basically? own those, but he owns Crocs, Birkenstocks, okay. and Uggs. Okay. <laughs> I was Which are a, all on the list. I was given a pair of Crocs this past Christmas. I own a pair of Uggs, like a boot Ugg, mm-hmm. that like I wore like, and still will wear like mm-hmm. if I walk the dog in the winter because like they're the warmest things mm-hmm. on the planet. So yeah, I'm, I'm 50% on that list. <laughs> Crocs wasn't my idea though. What else is on this list that we should discuss? Facial hair that doesn't look intentional. What, what was that all about? So some dudes will rock like a scraggly look, yeah. you know, and it's like a, like, I didn't do this, like, this isn't my style. It's just like, I haven't shaved in like five months. <laughs> like, it's just, it's a, I think that's a bad look. Okay. Like, just e- like not clean. Either keep it manicured yeah. or don't. Okay. Wear it. <laughs> right? It's either manicured yeah. or just shave it off. Yeah. I, what's a going out shirt? Wasn't sure. Okay. I think a going out shirt is just like you're going to the club, so like you go to that section of shirts. That's like these are my. This is like my club shirt. I don't. I mean, own you, you might, like that's how might, I interpret it. Yeah. I'm just picturing like a like a North Jersey Italian. No offense, with like a black long sleeve button down, not yeah, tucked, yeah. unbuttoned. Chain it's exactly. It's exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it means. That's yeah. a going out shirt. Yeah. Mike, were you shocked by fourteen Vineyard Vines? You're well, a, then there's a, a link. Here's why, and I didn't click on the link because I've I wear Vineyard Vines. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, click on the link. Guys who wear Vineyard uh, Vines, and then <laughs> he. Well, okay. This is just ridiculous. Dress like dicks at weddings. Make fun of fat people at the gym. Sign work emails with cheers. Wear statement socks. Yeah, <laughs> I don't disagree with any of that. This isn't right. Kiss their dogs on the lips, but their kids on the forehead. Bro I, don't, I don't get guys. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. That was funny. Okay. I think the, the list is worth reviewing for all of you men out there. <laughs> and you may want to take into consideration just altering your, your, your look. Your wardrobe. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Top five. I love my top five. Really? I'm in love with my top five. Top five most versatile things, people. Things that are versatile or people or yeah, so like now. just People, stuff. places, or things yeah, that okay. are versatile. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Jeff, since you love yours so much, you want to go first? Sure. Um, one, two, three, four, five. Okay. So a thing that's versatile is the Swiss Army knife. Of course I have that. You had the Swiss Army yeah. knife? Yeah. Guys, that's like the most obvious one. It is. Okay. Yeah. I think the egg is largely versatile. Sure. Scrambled, poached, hard-boiled, on a fried on a on a hamburger. In a cake. Yeah, dude. <laughs> keep going. The potato. Have, I it's had that. It's a chip. It's a fry. It's baked. I know. Yeah, I know. Jamie Foxx is one of the most versatile people on the planet. Comedian, actor, musician. 
okay. Um, uh, I mean, I, I think he's like, and he's really good at that's all. That's a good one. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah. And my number one. It better not be my number one. It's going to be your number. It's going to be yours too. The F word. Oh, that's not the my number F one. The F word is yeah. the most versatile thing on the planet. So it's on my list. It's not my number one. Really? It's obviously on my list. Yeah. Wow. I didn't think anybody else would think of that. Yeah. All right. I'll go next. You, you you, I left, took, right? Yeah. You took two of mine. <laughs> I might have to go to one of my backups. All right. Um, Gary Oldman. From? The actor who's like been in, he's uh, been every char- every type of character you can. Romance? And yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. So kind of like your Jamie Foxx, even though he's just versatile as an actor. Gary Oldman. Okay. Got um, Patrice Bergeron. He's a hockey player. Any situation, he's on the ice. <laughs> Power play, shorthanded, win a faceoff. Um, he's a future Hall of Famer, but he's like literally probably the most unique player because he is in every situation you want him out there. Okay. I spent like probably <laughs> 10 minutes trying to like, how am I going to justify putting LeBron James on this list? Uh, it's like they're just going to shit on me and I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, my number one is water. Uh, it was on my list as well. You, you freeze it. It, it, Cube. it cubes and cools other drinks or a whole sport is played on frozen water. You can swim in it. You, uh, it, it turns to snow and you ski on it and sled on it. Yeah. It cleans things. It provides actual life. Right? 70% of our body. You heat it up. You cook stuff. I mean, not one. That might be mic drop. That might be it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have water on my list. Um, so I had the F word. Another word I have, and this is like very niche, is John. <laughs> John. How is John versatile? How is it not? Literally everything can be John. Oh, uh, yeah. The way you use it. Like you it, use it, it the same, but you can... It, it's describing literally literally anything, anything. Yeah. like that is a john to <laughs> yeah. that is a john yeah. to that is a john yeah, that's a good, that's oh, a, that's a good. <clears throat> um vinegar yeah you can cook with it you can clean with it to me though and i know those are like two only two things but you can cook a lot of things with it or clean a lot of gotcha. things with it. cows hmm. so yeah. leather yeah milk yeah meat yep check 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 and then this thing it's kind wow. of obvious. I didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me. I'm, I'm to the, our listeners. I'm picked. The, I picked up my cell phone. <laughs> an like, iPhone. Yeah, a yeah, cell phone. The phone right. is like the least interesting part about it, even though that's what it's called. Yeah, true. it's a good one. True. Good I think one. water. I think water wins it. I think water wins it too. It's hard to beat it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You should have went last. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Till next time. See ya.